Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another edition, Miss Smith, on Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. So, moving on to the modelling side, how did you get into modelling? How old were you? 17, and it was okay. my it was MySpace's fault. Does I'm anybody remember MySpace? Yeah, I, I, I got MySpace I famous. My... <laughs> That's how it happened. I love my space, like RIP. So I was I was in art college actually, and mm-hmm. um, I was doing a graphic design and photography course. Mm-hmm. So in the photography, we'd all model for each other, mm-hmm. and I must have just had a face that photographed well. Um, okay. Everybody used me. My lecturer used me. Everyone. Uh, so I was getting really, really cool photos, and this was mm-hmm. like back in the day when like the college couldn't afford digital cameras. So it was all mm-hmm. filmed. And everybody looks better on film. <laughs> it's got something so timeless and classical about it. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and then MySpace came along and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? I'm getting on MySpace. Scanned my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Scanned them. No, I, I love that. I took my negatives to Boots because I was like, I'm not wasting my time scanning them. And got them to scan them and put it on yeah. a scene for me. <laughs> and then, so funny. So I made a persona. Um, at the time, I was really into Russian constructivism at, uh, at college. So I was like, I'm a Russian spy. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was very concept and very um, okay. what teenagers do, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I had all these Russian military uniforms. That's brilliant. <laughs> I used to go partying in them and everybody knew who it was me. because it was. How like, did you afford those? <laughs> It's eBay. It's all old Soviet stuff. Nobody like doesn't get used anymore. That's amazing. Very controversial as well. It is quite controversial, but that is that is amazing. I wouldn't do that now because I'd get into loads of trouble. But at the time, no one was, no one cared about. No, they didn't. (laughs) Anyway, um, so obviously, I had all these pictures on MySpace. You know, getting loads of followers, um, getting a right big ego. And uh, a model agency got in touch and was like, oh, we love your pictures. Do you want to come and um, do a test shoot? And I was like, yeah. And I went up, got signed to their books. They were a bit rubbish, to be honest. Um, And then I ended up, through them, ended up getting on a proper agency. And the rest is kind of history, really. But to be honest, although I I don't have any agency representation now, yeah. While I was on an agency, I used to get probably about 99% of my jobs myself. But because wow. I had representation, that made me more legit. Bookable, that, yeah, more bookable. Sense, mm. Because my agency didn't know what to do with me. When they contacted you, were they in the Northeast? Yeah. Were they? Really? So when I started modelling a very, very long time ago, um, I had agency representation and I would say that when I and film cat like about 50 50 of my shoots were film cameras so this really is like back in the dark eras of like you know 
a roll of film. Oh no, we've just done a whole shoot without film. Like, the, you know, that used to happen. But I don't remember like any, uh, no, that's not true. I remember one agency in the Northeast, which was run by a retired model. And I can't remember her name, but she had short hair, I think. But I don't know of any agency kind of like back then that was in the Northeast. Not that I, you know, I'm the oracle was, of. There was agency. three back in the day. Um, one, one of them, we call it a pretend one. Okay. Um, yeah. One of them isn't around anymore, but it was mm-hmm. what it was the agency that Cheryl Cole was on when she was like a, a kid. Um, okay, not around anymore. And the one yeah. that I was on, it's actually called. Am I allowed to say the name, or is that like? Yeah, I think that's fine. It's called Tiny's Models, and I think that oh, I know, is oh, okay. so like I, the oldest one. I think yeah, that's. I used to do. Um, I used to do some work for Tiny Tees Models actually. Like after, like kind of when film started to film camera started to phase out a little bit. And I started to do a little bit more TV stuff and promo stuff. I used to do a few bits, of, not much, but a few bits and pieces of Tiny T's models. Yeah. Well, so they then they were lovely. They just didn't really know what to do with me because I wasn't. But they wanted you. Yes, but they wanted me on the books, but they didn't really know what to do with me because in their eyes, I wasn't a, a commercial model, even though it's a blank canvas and I can do yeah. anything and you want yeah. to see some of the things in my portfolio it's like I'm not just what I put out I'm not just what you see yeah that makes sense yes. but it, it's fine I got you know I had I ended up being able to be pretty much self you know I could self-promote I could get my work myself which mm-hmm. they probably didn't like but if they got me work I wouldn't have had yeah. to do that <laughs> where did you get your work where did you promote yourself where did you get your modeling work social from? media yeah social media so it started off with myspace oh can you remember all the model sites like net model so net model is where i started uh as a model i was registered on in fact this i think it still exists doesn't it I don't think people use it. It probably does. No, but I think it's always this. I registered on Netmodel when I was 16, but coming up to 17. And I had um, some pictures (laughs) that my friend had taken of me. We had gone to London as um, 16-year-olds just before we got our GCSE results. Like We were allowed to go because she had family there, but we traveled by ourselves. And there's like pictures of me like this, like on monuments and stuff I'm doing posing for Frankie you can't see me everyone else you're very lucky but I was like this like being you know being all social yeah I was I was I was it like I was like a dead cert on myself and that's how I started on that model is with like these horrendous pictures of me like kind of you know in London but that's where it started for me and then the models club definitely doesn't exist anymore model heaven god that was awful but I don't think we really need portfolio sites anymore no I tell you what where I got my most work from and this came more to the towards the end of my career purple port yeah but after net model we had um pure storm Oh, yeah, I was on Pew Storm. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I still have a presence on Purple Port because there are still photographers who will make contact with me on there. Um, but, yeah, I actually was quite defiant at one time. When there was Purple Port and Pure Storm, 
I still got most of my work from Pure Storm and I was a bit defiant. I was like, I'm not, I don't need to be on another site. I'm fine. And then obviously Pure Storm died. So I didn't have a choice but to be on. <laughs> well, I did have a choice, but really for my career, I kind of needed to be on Purple Port. But I don't know if uh, if it'll survive. I don't think it works so much for people anymore. From what I've heard, I don't have an account on there anymore because when I quit modelling, if you don't sign in after so long, they delete your account and it's all all my references, everything. Yeah. All my remember your front page images. <laughs> I, get, yeah. I, I was like, I'm back. Uh, I was going to say yeah. <laughs> Can we swear on this? Anyway, I was I like, yeah, yeah, I'm back. And I logged in and it was like, nah. And then I was, like, no, I'll not. I was like, I'll just sign up again. Couldn't even use my name. Because they were like, no, someone else has got it, even though it's deleted. Yeah, so I was me. Like, it's me, <laughs> That is funny. But so, I built my portfolio up from working with the amateur photographers. Then it would go into more professional work and then it would go into the, like, company. Like, I used to – I ended up being pretty much the go-to um, model for um, retro reproduction companies. I was with a lot of those companies from the very beginning most of them don't exist anymore because when trends change and obviously money is so bad in the economy and a lot of them ended up closing um yeah so that that's my little model journey so your knowledge of lingerie is very much retro focused and so Correct me if I'm wrong, but it would be my belief that perhaps um, retro and vintage lingerie is of a different realm. The quality is far superior from the stuff that is kind of like churned out in mass production sense today. Definitely. It's from, it's a lot more, so if we'll talk about like, obviously retro repro. Um and retro inspired brands um a big favorite of mine is <laughs> it's my it's my favorite lady Dita Fontaine's it's not cheap and it's not cheap because it's you know it's not only is it the designs aren't you know something you're going to typically see in Primark mm-hmm. it's the fabrics mm-hmm. the laces, you know everything about it even from the stitching mm-hmm. has quality so it's you know you're looking at 80 to 100 pound or more for a set mm-hmm. um but it's oh, there's something this is what I've always said about the whole kind of retro look of me sat here like if only you could see the state of me right now. <laughs> I'm not on shore today um, <laughs> but it, there's something about that look that makes me feel like someone else and okay. like I'm just so like I I got bullied a lot when I was younger um Mm -hmm. I look even though I didn't think I didn't looking back now I was like I was not an ugly kid but kids Mm -hmm. are horrible and it's It's always I was always bullied for my looks um so I never ever felt pretty and I never ever felt worth anything until I started exploring um kind of that retro kind of look and it made Mm -hmm. me feel pretty it made me feel confident Mm -hmm. and obviously 
when I started caring about that stuff, it started making me feel sexy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's something about, because for me, a retro lingerie set inspired, so it's got to be a three-piece. So you've got to okay. have your bra, your suspender or garter, depending where you're from, mm-hmm. and your your pants, four-piece if you want to include the stockings, but they're usually mm-hmm. like from a different brand. Um, sure. And I don't, it kind of, this sounds really weird, but it's like an armour for me. Mm-hmm. It sounds so strange, isn't it? If I've not yeah. got a fender belt on, I feel naked. I think it's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's like it's for, you're kind of like fully involved in kind of like living like that. Like it that present my yourself. character, yeah. Yeah. It's Frankie Wilde, yeah. Um it's really hard to describe how it makes me feel but it I don't feel right without a (laughs) three-piece without a three-piece lingerie set and going back to like how different it is from you know your kind of fast fashion you know Mm -hmm. that kind of lingerie yeah Yeah, it's just it just makes you feel expensive like you yeah no I get it so how do you find reviewing maybe some of the cheaper pieces like in your head do you think it's just not good enough or can you kind of review it at face value and forget kind of like your kind of extensive collection of vintage or retro type pieces I hope and I hope Scott agrees with me (laughs) that I am quite good at kind of having a word with myself (laughs) seeing it for what it is because Mm -hmm. I do have very high standards Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day I do understand if something has a low cost it you know you're not going to get the same like the the same standard and I do try and be mindful of that Mm -hmm. and I mean, sometimes, like, what I'm wearing now, I've, I've been to the gym. Obviously, I've not got any retro lingerie on today. Yeah. And, you know, uh, does Dee Von Tees wear a three-piece lingerie set when she's going to yoga? I don't think so. So things, have, you know, have a practicality about them. Mm-hmm. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website, Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 400 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 4,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, We want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST when buying a 3, 6 or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. Please note, this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So after listening to the rest of this podcast... Head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Hope that I'm able to show that kind of knowledge and yeah, mindful of that in my reviews. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I definitely take into consideration the prices of things. Like when I'm doing my reviews for like Devontees, um, Honey Bidet, um, what's the other one? Secrets in Lace. Mm-hmm. I do always say, look, they are expensive. They're not your typical, you know, this is like you're probably going to get it to feel special for a special mm-hmm. occasion maybe for the bedroom um unless you're like super loaded because I do feel like it, the price points that they are they're not really going to be for everyday use for a lot of people they are going to be special like for a special occasion maybe you, you, you've got a really nice dress you're going out to dinner and you want to be head to toe feel like the most glamorous person even if no yeah. one gets see what's underneath um yeah <laughs> I keep forgetting what the questions are it's all right, I agree. what would you say your most expensive lingerie item is or like a kind of like a th- if it's a three-piece or a four-piece what is your most expensive it's I've got two sets by Honey Budder, which mm-hmm. I'm very privileged I didn't buy them they were from fans wow uh, and I didn't get them out of their boxes and bags I'm like, I really I relate to that so much I have got lots of high street type shoes but then I've got a number of designer shoes and some of them like I don't like they've been worn on shoots like where there's carpet and the floor kind of like protects the soles Have you ever done the mask and tape on the bottom of shoes to protect no pain in the ass. I am not going to do that. I'm just going to protect them in boxes and duffel bags forever. I, I used to put mask and tape on the bottom of my shoes, but then it would be like, oh, we can see the mask and tape. Yeah. I don't want them dirty. Yeah, it is. Like, it's it's difficult. I uh, have also got well, – I've got two Honey Budette pieces, um, which I just reviewed, and I was quite nervous actually, like, pulling it out of the bag. I was a bit like, this must be delicate. I must move very carefully. So yeah, I can relate to that a lot. There's my there's one set that doesn't fit me so well at the moment because um <laughs> lockdown. Um, <laughs> yes. And um I don't put it on because I'm like, my butt is gonna rip this. <laughs> it probably wouldn't because it's really good quality. I've I, I find I find them really sturdy, but I'm like my butt's gonna rip this nowhere well it's not my butt it's my thighs <laughs> get it get it over the thighs the bum's fine <laughs> yeah it is a for me as well it's kind of like the pinnacle point of will this come up or will it not <laughs> oh, I'm working really really hard and just not well I don't know actually I need to measure myself I'm on the Joe Wicks 90 day plan <laughs> okay so I've always been really lucky so I've when I work out this is back in the day before I quit the modeling I was like if I worked out I could eat whatever I wanted and it was fine and I'd have like a gym goddess body so I thought I could apply the same methods now that I'm uh, approaching 34 and I was like mm-hmm. that's not working so that's I've been working for months and months and months and months and yeah. I've got I've got to address what I'm eating now as well so it's it's hard because I am I'm vegetarian, but I'm actually a car- a carbitarian. Okay. 
my diet I, I eat for when I was looking at so this like meal plan it, it's it's teaching you how to look at food and how to fuel your body depending on what you're doing so if you're working out obviously you need your carbs if you're not working mm-hmm. out you don't need your carbs on your rest mm-hmm. and I was just like carbs for breakfast dinner tea um, <laughs> drink. Um, so, so my body wasn't able to burn fat because it had so many carbs to burn off yeah. Um, and wasn't burning all the carbs off so it was just turning into fat um whereas I never had to worry about that before it, and my mental health was a lot worse as well so I think I wandered around at with a heart rate that was at the fat burning rate okay constantly due to my anxiety yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now it's it's um, it still gets bad but it's not anywhere as bad like my rest and heartbeat is normal now um, okay. it's not burning fat as I just live um, but yeah, as I'm, you know, I'm in my early 30s now. I've noticed. Yeah, I need to. Um, yeah, metabolism really does hit different when you're in your 30s. I've noticed that as made well. Me so sad. Like I can. Um, my house is technically upside down, so we're in the um, games room com- office right now, and that's upstairs. So my door is like ground floor, but the bedrooms are ground floor. But the dining room and the office like is upstairs. Mm. And so like I was doing laundry, it's really glamorous and exciting. I was doing laundry before I connected to the podcast, and I ran upstairs and I was like, "Just need a little rest." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it really does. It really does hit different when you're in your thirties. But you know what? I I think I love myself more in my thirties than I did when I was in my twenties. Same. When I look back at some pictures, and I am like, there's not an ounce of fat on me. It's yeah. muscle. I have. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. And I was mm-hmm. like. I'm fat I need to lose this I need like I couldn't see myself for what I was yeah and now I look back and even when I did put a bit of weight on when I'd maybe relax from the gym a bit back in the day Mm -hmm. I'd still rather look like that than I do now (laughs) yeah but I think that I think it comes with like being bullied when I was in school you just I just and I don't know whether this job does it to us because sometimes you get people that edit us in a different way and sometimes you're not quite sure what you actually look like and when you look in the mirror and you go oh do I actually look like that that's really interesting point it does kind of create like a false it's like a warp isn't it it is because there's a company that you and I both work for which I'm not bear with me oh I could hear noise, but I couldn't see what was happening on the CC. I am obsessed with my CCTV. I literally watch it all the time. Um, but I could hear noise, but not see. It's fine. Um, yeah, there's a company that you and I both work for, um, who I'm not going to name, and they don't edit. And that's okay, because like that's what I look like. But then I do look at the stuff, and I think that's actually not what I look like, though. I I don't think it's the fact that they're not editing as well. They it's the angles I'm like whoa 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 I would I not for me. I mean you might, you might not even angle. know who I'm talking about and I mean I'll whatsapp you afterwards so that like I think I do because I, I have cried so many times I think it's the lighting Both and like those, working for them it's such a good company to work mm-hmm. for but the lighting kind of makes me look like I've got for a start makes me look like I've got like no boobs at all and I wear a d 
or sometimes a double D, right? So I like I know that there is flesh there, but then I see the pictures and I'm like, where have they gone? <laughs> like, and it does give you like a really false idea of mm-hmm. what you look like, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. I am. Um, I remember like sending loads of pictures to my friends, going, "Do I look like that?" And they were like, "Honestly, no." Like you don't look like that. And I was like, I'm really confused right now. And it actually made me think, do I want to put myself through that? But like you said, they're really good to work for. And yeah, it's just weird. I just don't look at them. Yeah, me neither, to be honest. I just don't look at them. I just pretend it's not me. I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Like someone will say, oh, have you got any new workout? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. like we have no control over when stuff is published do we that's something I like about having my own membership site now like so much control over it mm-hmm. so much control over what you put on there how you want to look I love that <laughs> amazing I love that too yeah I really love that too so Miss Wild when I got in touch with you and asked you to kind of like go over some information about being involved with Laundry Lowdown. Before you started kind of being like a um, a permanent presenter, what were your thoughts on what we do at Laundry Lowdown? Well, first of all, um, I had seen various people posting on my social medias for Laundry Lowdown. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? I love Laundry Lowdown. (laughs) Can I be part of it? But I was like, oh. I didn't quite know what it was so obviously I could kind of tell from the socials that it was reviewing lingerie Mm. but I I wasn't quite 100% on the reasons why if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so when you got in touch and kind of give me spilled beans (laughs) give me all the info and then obviously I got more information from Scott yeah um I thought it was brilliant um, because I thought, oh, is it really like, because obviously I was getting into the world of fetish and things and I was thinking, oh, is it another one of those sites? But it's, it's not, it's, it's really awesome. It's really informative. And I've even learned stuff from it, from different people's reviews. And I was like, yay, I'm going to be educational for once. I absolutely love that because there are, other review sites that kind of present themselves as if they are being informative but you know that they're really not like they're actually Mm. just and there is nothing wrong with like trying to sell the image of being sexy because that's what we do like the rest of the time but it's kind of like it's a bit of a misconception um for a lot of other sites that they're kind of pretending really isn't it I really like that it's also like you know lingerie lowdown isn't paid by any brands you know to make sure we give you know 10 out of 10 reviews for every single thing like we're we're impartial and it's our own opinions Mm -hmm. and I also love the fact that like maybe one model might not be so happy with something but it might have worked for someone else so it's really good that members have you know they've got those options there because we've all got different body shapes yeah we've all got different I guess needs from what you want from yeah um, lingerie as well some people just want to be comfortable some people might forgo comfort for style you know that kind of thing so Mm. yeah I was absolutely over the moon when you got in touch um 
It's interesting, actually. So what you said there about it might, you know, be really great for one person, not so great for someone else. If you're new to Laundry Lowdown um, and all the podcasts, we have a series on the website, which is called High Five. And it's the same item reviewed by five varying shape size um presenters and I have said every time that I've done a high five review it's really important that you go watch the other like four presenters because I love it but that doesn't mean it's amazing Mm -hmm. so it's really it's really good to actually have you know a different perspective from lots of different reviewers on the website definitely definitely Miss Wild your handles okay how can people follow you So I'm going to start with Twitter because Mm -hmm. I've got a story about my Instagram, which I'll get on to. So Twitter is what I focus on and what I build at the moment. So you Mm -hmm. can find me on, it's literally at Frankie Wild. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to spell my name properly though. Which is F-R-A-N-K. It's not how I have said it. It's F-R-A-N-K. So Frank. And then it's double I. And then it's wild with an E. Because... Even to this day, you know, when you've got your name out in front of them, people always spell it the other way. And to be honest, I just ignore it because I'm like, I'm not going to be that person, but that's not how you spell it. Um, how anyway. you <laughs> wild with an E it makes me think of those funny, like, things on Facebook where, you know, like, when you go and get your coffee and, like, it'll say, <laughs> there's one that says oh. Mark with a C and it said Kark. <laughs> like, it's not wild as in weld. It's W-I-L-D-E. Just, yes. for, cl- just for clarity, <laughs> R-A-N-K-double-I-W-I-L-D-E. Yes, it is. So my Instagram is different. So it's at wild about Frankie. Mm-hmm. It used to be normal, like Frankie Wild, but um, Instagram deleted my account. Um, yeah, and I never, ever got it back. And I never posted anything against the community um standards no new duty anything like that it was because I had my member site in my bio which they do not like basically Instagram don't like you making money so unless they can have some of it as well yeah and I got deleted October (gasps) 2019 mine was my I'd had it since Instagram started you know what (laughs) it it was the memories my entire backstage modeling and burlesque career yeah. I was absolutely good good job I'm a hoarder though they'll be on a computer somewhere but <laughs> it's not the point I'm a I'm a digital hoarder yeah <laughs> laptops and laptops full of pictures but anyway um yes so my Instagram is at wild about Frankie um and I'm currently trying to build that up again um but I find that Twitter is just so much easier because people seem to be able to actually be able to see me right. <laughs> do you feel like on instagram maybe like some people might not be aware but there's a phrase called shadow band or shadow banning and that's where you have a presence on social media but the social media um i would say twitter or instagram kind of like half hides your account yeah, so people even maybe people you follow. yeah even people who follow you they may not see your stuff on there which is crazy so do you think your Instagram is perhaps shadow banned I just think it's the algorithm to be honest my Mm -hmm. Twitter is more shadow banned than my Instagram Mm -hmm. um because I was 
I posted loads of links on it, so I'm trying to get because you can't get unshadow banned. So I'm mm. trying to use it more like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a Facebook page as well, but to be honest, I'm not. That just does its own thing. Okay, that just ticks over. <laughs> and that is um, Facebook.com. Um, what is it? Frankie Wild dot pinup. So that's from like forever ago. But it, but when I post on Instagram, it posts on there. So, but it just, I don't really check it. It just does its own thing. So Twitter at Frankie Wild and mm-hmm. Instagram at Wild About Frankie. I love that name, you know, Wild About Frankie. I think it's great. I used to have a pay-per-view website before mm-hmm. the whole like sites came yeah. out. Yeah. And it didn't quite work out, but that was the name of it. And I yeah. loved it. I think it's really great. I am on Twitter and have been since the beginning of like Twitter time uh, at Sophia Smith UK. And I used to have the same handle on all social media sites until October 2019. I was deleted by Instagram. And now I, I, I mean, I had a backup account which had um, several thousand followers, luckily, but nowhere near the 70,000 I have when I was deleted. But my Instagram handle now is just another dame. And that came from, I wanted to be just another game because I thought like the industry is very much like, is very much a game. And, um, but it wasn't available. Someone beat me to it. So then I thought just another dame because like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm a woman. So, <laughs> so that's, that's where it came from um a bit of a flaw with instagram you can change your handle but it doesn't change throughout instagram so as mm. like and will tag me just another day if i change my handle it will still say just another day and then it like takes you to a dead account it's a bit of a flaw yeah. dead link yes it's a dead link isn't it yeah that is rubbish And guys, don't forget to subscribe. There are lots more podcasts available. Um, There is Miss SBC. Stephanie Bonham Carter has a podcast where she talks about being a lingerie addict. I definitely recommend you go and listen to that. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back again soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.